Welcome to the Business Herald podcast. The Business Herald is a weekly roundup of all of the top UK business news stories by email, social media, and this podcast. The podcast will feature some of the week's main stories, and we'll be joined by various business people on each episode to discuss the week's news and how it might impact a smaller business like yours. And hopefully we'll have some fun on a Friday too. I'm your host, Stephen Mather. I'm a lawyer for SMEs, and I help business owners sleep better at night by sorting their legal problems out. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Business Herald. Welcome along to episode 29 of The Business Herald. This week, I'm joined by two Johns. Jonathan Lee is a solicitor and founder of the Jonathan Lee Network, an SRA-regulated law firm made up of both employed and self-employed lawyers, which he set up in 2013. He previously trained in the city, and the firm has more than doubled its turnover over the course of 2020 and continues to grow apace in 2021. John Woodcock has been a both businessman and employee and now helps voluntary organisations to progress, adapt and evolve through proactive and progressive training, coaching and development. He has over 20 years experience in working for various companies from international to small companies. So welcome along both of you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. That's okay. So there's been a, there's been a couple of interesting stories this week, and the first one which caught my eye was that Spain are looking to introduce a four day working week. While the details have yet to be freshed out, it would seem that the government is going to support the costs of the trial in the first year. They will allow an employee to be paid for five days, but only would do four days work. Um, interesting. I don't know if you guys know this. The five day working week was actually invented by the Ford Motor Company, Henry Thought and uh, Henry Ford thought that none of his workers would aspire to buy one of his cars if all they did was work. So in giving them one extra day off, it allowed them to use their money, spend it and be a consumer. Um, so, so for me, I, I, I say I work four days a week, but on my fifth day, the Friday, this is when I do a podcast. Um, but it allows that time, that extra day to have a bit of life admin, to rest, to enjoy life, to look after yourself. So, so what do you guys think? John, I'll come to you uh, to start with. Do you think a four day working week would, would work? Um, I think this has been originally trialled in Sweden uh, a few years ago. Um, I, I might have passed comment on it about you know a few years ago when it, when it was done then. Um, for me personally, I think it's I think it's positive. Um, now there are going to be pros and cons to to to, to the four day working week um, because obviously there'll be those that will abuse it, uh, and there'll be those that actually use it, use it wisely. Um, I'm one of those people where, you know, if you have less time to do something, you do tend to get it done within that period of time anyway. So a four-day working week, I still think that people, you know, if do not do more than they would do normally anyway. Yeah. So so, they, so you, you, you have four days, but you actually do five days worth of work yeah. in those four days. And, yeah. of course, the, the, the converse is, like you say, there will always be people that take the mick. And so yes. they'll do they'll do four days and won't do anything more than that. And they'll yep. do you know their number of hours. Um, four days in Spain is thirty two hours um, of working. Um, by the way, so it kind of that's that's where they were looking at um, four days, uh, thirty two hours. Jonathan, as as an employer, what would you say? Would you would you welcome a four day working week if it meant that your staff were more motivated, encouraged, and had better mental health, or would you like the productivity? <laughs> 
yeah, I think I probably have a more cynical mindset, but at the same time, I'm, I'm open to the idea. And I think all of these things are great if it's voluntary and if that's sort of the, an arrangement and organizations, employers, employees and wider stakeholders come comes to an agreement together. But um, yeah, the, the, the in this context, it's a, a, a government from an ab above trying to um, impose something on people, whether they want it or not. So there's element of compulsion. Um, but the, yeah, the idea generally, I think, I think like Steve, when I, when I was like you a few years back when it was just me on my own and I was self-employed solicitor, I was thinking, right, great. I'm going to be, you know, not work as much, or I'm going to, um, you know, try and be a bit more disciplined, like maybe you're doing now and have one day off a, a week to do other things or, but that never, um, never managed to materialize or make that happen. Um, <laughs> despite sort of some efforts and, um, you know, I did I did do some traveling and take some time off um, and all the rest of it while keeping my business going. But then that did have a sort of negative impact. And then the more time I was away from desk, computer, emails, client work, then it took a while to to get things going again. So, yeah, I mean, if people I mean, I think the way we sort of run our business, I think there are certain you know things you know, we have both employees and self-employed consultants so there's that element of flexibility anyway but then whether you're employed and self-employed uh, we try and structure things you know so that there's an element of flexibility for people generally and, and if everything if things are agreed in contract at the outset for example if somebody wants to join us as, a, as an employee but they also have commitments at home and therefore they only want to work a certain number of hours a week and to do some of those hours from home then that's all great if it's all up front and agreed, but then it, it creates difficulties if um, uh, one side thinks they can do something and the other side is not, isn't necessarily happy with that or it hasn't been negotiated and agreed as, as it were. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, interesting, it comes from Spain. I mean, I, my brother lives in Madrid and they, and they have a great culture, I think, over there to, to taking time off and there's all sorts of public holidays that um, my brother and his family benefit from and there's a culture also which I think which I think less so like the four-day working week I think what they do in Spain is like it's pretty much it's not it's not from government it's not imposed as it were but it's a cultural thing that pretty much everyone takes the whole of August off so Madrid in August is a ghost town no one's there everyone's off by by the seaside or wherever it might be so I always think in the UK and elsewhere we we should try and do things like that whereas you know people don't expect people to be working in August for mm. example and, and people have some genuine decent chunk of time off Mm. Of course, in Spain, historically, I don't know if this still is the, the, the case, but they have the long lunch, don't they? They have the, the, the break, um, yeah. in, you know, when it gets a little bit too hot and they have a break and then they, they t typically work later, um, yeah. you know, in, in, into the evening. So, they'll, you know, typical, a tip, just a normal, typical employee would probably still be working at seven o'clock at night rather than finishing at five o'clock because they have two hours yeah. off at lunch. So um, yeah, maybe, they, maybe they that like makes a, a difference. Lunch. Yeah, same here. Same here. Yeah. I feel like I've got Spanish blood in me. Um, obviously, <laughs> um, there was a there was a report as well, which I think is um, is probably connected, and I'm going to connect it anyway. So there's a report out this week: five thousand businesses, twenty nine percent of employees apparently are depressed, um, and uh, and and they've said that you know ninety percent of businesses have introduced some sort of you know um, well being 
um, wellbeing programs to uh, to help employees, whether or not they're genuine, whether or not they're tick box, I, I, I don't know. I, I make no comment on, on it at this point. But when we have a situation like that and we have, you know, the mental health epidemic that we have in this country, which I think is, um, you know, it is a, an epidemic and is something that's really bad and really quite serious. Um, I can see a situation where, or, or a time where actually, we start to prioritize people's mental health and therefore having something like a four day uh, working week will be introduced because it allows that, that those people that are, uh, that need a bit of time to have some time off, you know, and, and we all probably know what it's like being busy. Um, you, you just working, 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 you never get the time to yourself. You never get to the time to do, you know, the things that you want to do, you have a day off. I remember, you know, as an employed solicitor, you kind of have a day off and you end up doing life admin, you know, those things that you need to do that you never really got around to doing. Um, and and I just wonder, John, like from it, it, that's that's got to help, hasn't it? You know, kind of having a situation where we're actually caring about people's mental health, that, that's got to help and make people improve their overall productivity and performance, hasn't it? I think so. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm a big advocate for mental health and well-being anyway. Um, and I think that, you know, ultimately you've got to, it's like you, we always say you've got to look after number one, because if you're not working right yourself, you know, mentally and physically, um, then, you know, you know, you know, you're not going to be any good to yourself and those that, that, that rely upon you. It's the same goes with, you know, those that, that are at work. Um you can't have an expectation on those individuals that are suffering from whatever it may well be. And I suppose maybe having worked from home for the last 12 months or, you know, not worked and been furloughed or, you know, just had enough of, of going literally straight onto the same hamster's wheel day after day after day for that period of time, it is going to get, it is going to get to, to those individuals. Um, so I think that, I do think that the, that that something will start to to filter through. Um, I'd be surprised if it doesn't, you know, because I, I I see it and hear it now, um, where you know mental health and well being is being spoken about by HR or, or HR individuals quite a lot. Um, you know, this is just you know my humble opinion on on on, on what I see and what I hear, and I I do think that looking after your employees mental health and well-being has got to be absolutely paramount if you want to get the best out of them yeah. yes you're yeah. paying them don't get me wrong you're giving them a wage so you you have an expectation for for something to come back from that but also look after them as well yeah you know, if you look after them and you pay them well guess what they'll they'll do an awful lot of work for you and and times have changed from from the Henry Ford days where we all worked in a, in a, in a factory. Um, and he saw, you know, visionary saw that giving them some extra time um, to spend the money that they were earning would be a good thing for his, his organization and other ones, because it meant people became consumers and would spend more. And, and perhaps, you know, that's, it takes, um, it occasionally takes visionaries like that to go, do you know what? Yeah, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to change things so that the whole of the population just is a little bit better. Jonathan, have you introduced any kind of um, wellness, in inverted commas, wellness things for your people? Um, not officially as such, but um, we'll sort of become more corporate in that respect, and we're sort of looking to do more 
or things like that. But um, yeah, I, I think generally uh, we or anyone else sort of need to create a sort of a positive environment and you want work to be something that people enjoy it should you know they should enjoy it anyway and it should be interesting gives people purpose all the rest of it but you know if you don't like the environment you're in or the place that you work then it can can make your life miserable and like you know when I've I can remember a couple of times in the past the places I've worked at which um really didn't like being there at all and it was just dreading going to work every day not because the work itself was necessarily or clients were necessarily problematic it's more just the politics and the bureaucracy and the way things people were treated and all the rest of it so I can remember one example as well when I was a, did six months in the Dubai office of Clyde & Co and at the time there they still had a the, the um, six-day working week which they've now dropped to five days but um didn't uh you know life was fantastic over there it was all a new experience all very enjoyable really positive buzz in the office all sorts of great interesting people i was working with and i was making the most of life outside the office even though it was one day off a week so i was kind of like going out till three in the morning and then getting into work at uh, eight in the morning which was their official start date sort of with alcohol in my breath and still trying to I guess because I enjoyed it and I was a bit younger then um it, 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 uh, that was a really good sort of six yeah. six month period yeah but, um yeah I think um yeah well I mean we we've, we did like a corporate away day that was great so it's good to have things and yeah we've done like some, even last year when it was problematic we did a summer party and things like that so um for me myself anyway and I also remember where working at places in the past having things like that are important um mm. there's things that i remember really well as really positive things at places i worked at before so we're sort of keen to try and continue with things like that and any other sort of things that are, are beneficial to help people um have a good time generally really what do you do what do you do on a personal level jonathan obviously like managing a firm and, and managing clients and all of that it's you know it kind of it takes its tolls just normally so what what do you do to relax rest get you know get some me time myself yeah um yeah so i think what sort of i've learned over time i think you always need um you know i'm quite happy doing nothing and i am um, and you know enjoying time at the weekend doing you know personal admin and catching up on stuff and i don't know, you know going to the tip and all <laughs> all, the, all the rest of all the boring stuff that people have to do but at the same time i think oh I, you need sort of to be a bit discipline yourself with how you organize your time outside of work so always try and ensure that there are things you know interesting trips and things in the calendar um, planned ahead so um, then you've always got those things to look forward to and, and interesting experiences yeah. to do and uh, I think some people don't always do that and I think that that can you know make you somewhat not necessarily depressed but it's not you know not if you're not sort of constantly doing interesting things in your time off then um then that can have a negative impact on mm. on mental health so yeah um not that i can you know, i think just you know generally with people i know and whether you know people i work with or friends outside always sort of encouraging people to to do different things interesting things um when they can in the time off mm. john what's your um What's, what 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 do you do and what's your top tip for smaller business owners about getting some you know time off mental mentally time off it's a tough one having been a business owner myself previously um because you're constantly thinking about work 
um, mm. especially as a small business owner, you're constantly thinking about what's happening the next day, even if it's a Saturday or a Sunday, um, you know, uh, and, and mapping out and, pl- and planning out a few things. But genuinely, uh, you know, having having had a, 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 a sort of like uh, um, what I call a mind wobble, um, you know, uh, a few years ago, um, you know it's not something that you know, I, I wish upon my, my my worst enemy but you do need to take a little bit of downtime sometimes when you get you can't see the wood for the tree scenario it's very hard and that's where you need to have um i believe you know a trusted sort of tribe whether that's your family you know that you know that, you, that your wife or your partner or you've got you know individuals that are close to you that can can see that you're not firing on all cylinders that you're not you're not in a good place is is to that they have the confidence to sort of have that conversation with you you know i still have these conversations about um you know because i speak out quite quite a lot about men's mental health but i speak about about men, mental health will stop um and irrespective of how much it is said and talked about and put out on 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 sort of social media that you know it's okay not to be okay and and and, you know talking about men's mental health it's the trust element with regards to is there an element of trust can i have that conversation with my good friend about this that or the other um yeah in my in my opinion yes you can um uh, and you know i think for me you know, to switch off from what I've always tried to do um, uh, is sort of like, you know, I'll go for a run or I'll go, I'll go out on the bike. Um, I can't run at the minute. because Yeah, I was going to say, how did that work out for you, John, yeah. with, your, uh, your, with your ripped knee, leg well, ligaments? Well, <laughs> my, my own fault, because obviously sort of, um, I kind of sort of, uh, unfortunately had coronavirus, coronavirus in December. And then like an idiot, 10 days later, went for a run um and, and wondered why when i was about a kilometer into the run i couldn't breathe then it dropped okay. penny drop so I, I did myself a lot of harm i think personally we you know we resorted to going for long walks and it was brilliant because you know me me and me and the good wife we had great conversations talked lots and lots of stuff put the world to rights it was brilliant um, and then I just thought, right, okay, we'll start getting, I'm feeling a bit fitter now, I'll get back into running. So 10 days into sort of running and uh, I've torn the ligaments in my right knee. Um, mm. Well, that was two weeks ago and it's still incredibly painful. So still bad. Um, I'll be back on my bike soon. <laughs> get out there and get uh, get some fresh air. Absolutely, shirt. yeah. Um, moving on. So the, 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 the government did uh, something what I think is quite a strange about turn on electric vehicles this week. They suddenly announced the reduction of the EV car grant by 500 quid, and they've limited it to vehicles less than 35,000 pounds, which excludes quite a lot of the, um, well, it excludes the Tesla range and a lot of the higher priced electric vehicles that are coming out from BMW, Mercedes and Audi and that kind of thing. The government said that they, uh, the, the scheme wasn't there to intend the well-off to buy cars and get a, a bigger discount. Um, But for me, the point that seems to be missed is that those customers were buying those cars because of the the, the availability of a grant and because of the tax advantages, particularly putting it into a uh, through a company. Um, And now that that's reduced or gone, I don't don't really see what the incentive is to to kind of go green. And it seems to me like that's a, a bit of a bad idea from an environmental point of view. And you might not know the specifics of it. 
But um, do, you, do you not think, John, that we should be encouraging people to like go green? And as a government should be putting money into, you know, people going green, yeah. whether or not it's electric vehicles or, or, or other, other ways? Absolutely, 100%. Um, you know, if you if you take one of the things out of the pandemic, you know, where we've all been, well, most of Leicestershire's, sort of Leicester's been in lockdown for 12 months. So, um, you know, um, the carbon footprint has got to have reduced dramatically. And therefore, logic would d- dictate that to, to help with that, that you, you kind of sort of look at having electric vehicles available and having that subsidy and that grant available. So, you know, we can go out and purchase those vehicles rather than going to go and get like, you know, ourselves a nice dirty diesel or a, a soup to petrol. There's nothing wrong with a soup to petrol. Don't get me wrong. I do like a car. Um, but like right at the beginning of the pandemic, when I wasn't going to be working and I needed a car, we got rid of one of the cars. Mm. We've got one car now because I, I work from home. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that will probably change. Maybe. <laughs> um, I didn't say anything, <laughs> but I, I do. I, I, I find it very odd. It's but then there have been odd decisions made by our government for many a year, <laughs> and it's and it's a nice easy way for for them to you know raking a bit of extra cash. You know, Tesla's the highest um, selling car at the minute. You know, worldwide, but in the UK as well. So. Um, the biggest that's number one um, car sales and um, and perhaps the government just thought well people are buying it so we'll take away some of the the tax event you know tax grant and and raise some extra cash right I think my point is um, people are only buying it because of the tax advantages and if you take that away are they going to do that are they going to go and buy what they used to buy you know BMW 5 series you know M5 or something like that it's a a gas guzzler but it's a nice car and they're happy to do that don't know. I, Jonathan, I, I, what? Oh, go on. Sorry, John. No, no, no. I was going to say, I mean, I know this 35 grand limit thing just is, is, is just mad. Because if you look at, you know, a lot of the electric vehicles, they're above that, way above it. Yeah. And they tend to be the ones that are a little bit more sexy, which tends to be the ones that people go, I'll have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Who, who wants a Nissan Leaf? <laughs> Other yeah. cars, other cars like that are out there as well. Unless, of course, Nissan wants to sponsor this podcast, and yeah. then Nissan, <laughs> Nissan leaf all the way, my friend. Um, I'll, I'll retract it. You can, you can edit, edit me out. Yeah, Jonathan, what, what do you think? Um, do you, do you think uh, this is a, like a missed opportunity, or, or, or what, for the government? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the stats are. Maybe you're right that people can they think or that they, people will continue to buy these electric cars even though they're way more expensive without the the, the grant and subsidy. But um, yeah, I remember when I was looking at buying a new car year year or so, or maybe further back now. Then yeah, I was sort of quite making you know, looking at some of the electric ones, and it's like, well, no way, they're like way more expensive. Um, so I went for a souped-up petrol car instead but um yeah uh i don't know what well, i guess now it's a bit different in that you know the last year no one's been moving about much we can't really travel and um i haven't used the car that much anyway but mm. um uh, you, you know the electric cars and all of that seem attractive and there are now there's been a lot of investment in the in- infrastructure and even like the local pub there's got they've got the electric car charging points and all the all the rest of it um 
So I don't, yeah, I, um, maybe um, we'll wait and see what happens. But I think I think people are, yeah, people are interested. People want to buy these cars. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because they're so, so much more expensive, then they get to the point where they start to look into it. And if they don't have that, um, you know, grant obviously available, then um, I think then people's interest drops. They they did something similar in in uh, Hong Kong when the Teslas first came out in uh, in Hong Kong. Um, te- uh, luxury cars in Hong Kong they have a hundred percent tax, right? So you you want to buy a car for sixty thousand pounds in um, Hong Kong dollars equivalent, it will cost you one hundred and twenty thousand because there's a hundred percent tax rate on luxury cars. But um, there was a there was a, a little bit of a loophole which was eventually closed, which was um, the electric vehicles um, didn't have. They had zero percent tax, I think, so they didn't have the hundred percent uplift. So the the Tesla X came out, which is a hundred thousand pounds car basic price upwards. Um, that came out, and um, and this was probably two three years ago, um, I think. You walk, you drive around, walk around in Hong Kong, and almost every other car was a Tesla. We got a taxi and and an Uber, and we were picked up in a Tesla X, a hundred thousand pounds car, because. Oh, it was cheaper for them to have that as a luxury car than it was to buy a, like a BMW or an Audi or whatever, import that and pay the hundred percent tax. So the government quite quickly closed that loophole and imagine, you know, the sales of, of Tesla's, you know, evened off very quickly because people are uh, only buying the cars where there's, you know, an attractive tax advantage to doing it. John, did you have a, a comment? Yeah. I was just going to pick up on something that Jonathan said with regards to their infrastructure. I mean, if you look at the amount of, I know Shell have gone in, quite big on, on on sort of you know changing their forecourts and i know yeah. that bp are following suit and you know when we were allowed to go and actually drive a car and you, you went up the motorway there's, there's a lot of charge points being actually input on in, in motorway service stations I, from what i can see with regards to what the what the government are doing with that is, is that you know this is our opinion on this which is Surely that's not going to make anyone go out and and, and purchase an, a new electric vehicle if they if they're reducing, you know the the the, the advantages of, of buying one. Mm. They're or, taking or, away that you know you know that, that 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 sort of like x amount of percent off. Yeah, or, or or maybe the way in which the government are looking at it is seeing that actually a lot of the car and Volkswagen are saying that you know from from certain date they're going to be making all electric cars. Jaguar Land Rover said that they're going to be making all electric cars. Ford are making more all electric cars. And, and they're all, all of them have, or most of them have committed to, um, you know, being all electric by a certain date. Uh, and maybe the government are going, well, you got, yeah, you they don't, don't have, need to do anything. Yeah. Don't, we, we've stopped needing to offer a grant or a, um, a thing because you're going to do it anyway. There'll be no choice in the market soon. Or, yeah, There's no, no choice in the market. Room and it will be yeah. Um, electric. Yeah. 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 I, 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 we're, we're looking and, and, you know, for us on a normal, um, you know, normal year of driving, save us a couple of hundred quid a month buying an electric vehicle. And, um, and so the figures start to stack up it themselves and maybe the government doesn't need to help. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm torn because I, I'm like, the government shouldn't interfere in anything. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, help, having some sort of support, some some kind of you know encouragement for people to go green, it seems like it's a it's a good thing. Yeah. I don't know, right? Um, there's been a lot of news this week, um, a lot of stories here and in the US um, about consumer confidence and optimism, um, all because of the vaccine rollouts. We've had 25 million people apparently in the UK 
um, that has been uh, vaccinated. And um, and yeah, there's, there seems to be a lot of consumer confidence. We've we've told that uh, people have saved up somewhere around 150 billion, and there's going to be a windfall uh, or a, you know, um, a, a bit of a spending spree that's been reduced down this week. Uh, Bank of England said um, that they think actually it's only going to be about a 25% of what people have saved up is going to be spent, so about 50 billion um, onto the market. Um, but what are your what are your thoughts? Do you think that um, uh, the, the the vaccine rollout does give people that confidence, or do you think it's because actually we're, we're, we're just getting, we're moving past the whole thing now and everyone's bored of what's happened and they want to get out and spend? Um, John, let's come with you first. Probably both. <laughs> Probably both. Um, uh, is there an element of confidence with, 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 the, with the vaccine? Um, yeah, it's, it's, some of it, it, you know, I have overheard certain conversations where somebody's had the first jab and they're off to go and see all of their mates. And you're like, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> not quite. Um, you know, once you've had the two jabs, yep, yeah, fill your boots, but still be careful. Um, I think it will give an element of confidence. Um, it's, that, it's almost like that placebo effect it will give that element of confidence. Um, but on top of that, I do genuinely believe that people are sick and tired of, you know, staring at their own four walls and there's only so much Netflix and, and, and sort of, you know, prime TV that you can watch. Um, so, yeah, I do think that, and I, I, I agree, you know, it's a, it's, I've had several conversations with, with people with regards to, um, you know, and I, I'll caveat this before I say it, is, is that I understand that there are, you know, households and businesses that have have, uh, have not fared particularly well uh, throughout the last 12 months. Um, but there are households and businesses that have done quite well uh, with regards to capital reserves that they are currently sitting on. And, and therefore, logic dictates that, the, the, that, that, that that money will be spent not necessarily wisely, but it will be spent and will therefore come back into, into the economy. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that we're in for the latter part of this year. I think there will be an element of, of, of uplift economically. Uh, and again, that should, that should increase positivity. Yeah. Um, 12, to, 12 to 14 months ago, um, Anyone that said the the uh, the whole idea behind this was, you know, to do with um, making everybody have some sort of digital ID was termed and called a conspiracy theorist. Um, but now the EU have announced that they, you know, they're going to bring out a, a vaccine certificate program, and all the airlines have um, adopted a kind of a COVID passport app, um, you know, where you where you put in your details as to whether or not you've um, you, you've done it, and and. Jonathan, do you think that um, that people are now to the point where they've, they've, they've been restricted so much that they are just desperate to get out that they'll have anything? They'll like, just let me sign yeah. up. Whatever it is, let me sign up for it so I can go out. Well, that does seem the, the case. And I think that's sort of the media saturation and the hype constant, uh, this being the constant talking point, the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine. That's sort of been what people have kind of been led to believe. And then that's what's feeding 
you know what we've been talking about the increased consumer confidence or the increased business confidence because whatever they might think or not think about the, the vaccine they think well this is like this is some point we get to when everything can go back to normal as it were but yeah even with like talking to people in my family like you know trying to have a reasoned discussion with my mother about you know what is or isn't the vaccine or whether it is the good or bad idea or whatever for her it just comes down to oh, I don't want to have to put one of those test things up my nose and I just want to go off on holiday again and see the grandkids in Germany and Spain and then this seems to be the thing that allows me to do it. So there's a, it, Whenever this comes up in conversation, it's just, she never gives any health reasons <laughs> for, 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 ha- for having you know, yeah. the, 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 this in, injection, which she, she's had and, and so it seems to be a similar kind of conversation with, with, with other people, particularly around that age but yeah mm. you say people are just going a little bit stir crazy and just uh, desperate to sort of get out there and particularly now with spring summer rising um i think you know regardless of the vaccine i think generally things you know now that officially they said you can do certain things by this date and that date people are now looking forward to spring summer and they're naturally somewhat more confident as a result um and then that leads to people spending more money, whether it's the business investing, spending, or, or people personally um, spending. So yeah, I can. You know, a lot of our clients have done very well over the last 12 months, and ourselves as a business too. Even though, you know, some setbacks in a couple of rough periods, particularly sort of March, April last year. But um, yeah, I think um, I think companies and businesses generally are in a better financial position than. Um, most people might otherwise think well, of course there's been like, you know, lots of horrible stories here. you just have mm. to look at the high street with all these shops boarded up yeah um, I, I think you know that people are sitting on a lot of money and um as soon as they think things they can be confident then people go out and start doing stuff with it i think yeah yeah businesses yeah, there, there is a. Um, we, I've talked about this on the podcast uh, before in the in the past with all those you know businesses businesses that have closed and been forced to close. There's a there's a difficult um, call to make as to whether or not that is because of of of, of COVID that it's caused it, or because it was just a badly run, overburdened with debt business in the first place. Yeah. Um, and it and it's just had that hit. So so there's uh, there was a report you know seventeen and a half thousand chain stores have closed um and you know in the last year which sounds like a, a massive figure but the the point is like well you know people weren't shopping there and they weren't shopping there before lockdown anyway um and so you know what lockdown has only kind of you know consolidated those um those problems but yeah i th- i think um it does seem to me i i think you're right jonathan there's a lot of people that the, the sentiment seems to be and i i've spoken to people that I thought were you know pretty um, so on the on the side of kind of no I won't have a vaccine kind of side of people verging towards well if it allowed me to go on holiday then you know then I'll take it and and that's that's where we're at that's the that's the, that's people where people's um, backbone is and you know their stance they're prepared to kind of you know flex where they're at to uh, to to allow them to get back to to normal life but um John with with that in mind John though do you think that that um that optimism and that um that boost of spending is is only ever it's going to be a temporary thing isn't it you know april june comes the pubs are already fully booked at the minute but it's just a temporary thing because once we get back to normal inverted commas 
like, well, it's just back to normal spending, isn't it? Everyone goes, well, I, know, I better ease off the gas a bit. I can't spend like I did last month. It's a discussion point that I, I, I've had with quite a lot of people because, you know, I like having a bit of a natter with a few people from time to time. Um, and and I, I agree and disagree. I, I think that there is, you know, there are those people that are absolutely craving to get back to normal. Um, what's that going to look like? You know, what, what does what does normal look like now? Because you, you kind of sort of, you look at sort of um, society and you look at sort of towns and cities now, that, you know, they're going to be remarkably different. I mean, there's a report in, um, I think, in one of the local Leicester papers where I think the Debenhams part of the High Cross is going to be turned into 300 apartments. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, it's that's going to be uniquely different. And I think just looking at stuff like that, where you kind of look at town and city centres, I don't think they're going to be the go-to places, you know, as they were once upon a time. Mm. Um, I think it, I think that, you know, if you're going to go out shopping, it will be more of a destination than, than it would be just to go and have a bit of, a, bit of a puddle around. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, there's a Ip, Ipswich, um, Ipswich town have come out with a plan. It's badly named. Did they call it the 15 minute town center right. plan or something like that? Um, and, and that to me means like, it looks like they're trying to get you to stay for at least 15 minutes before you realize it's bad. Um, you need to turn around, but um, the, the whole idea behind it is to, they're going to reduce shops and make it more of a neighbourhood, which you kind of get, you know, in, in London, the sort of the gentrification of some of the, you know, the high streets in um, some of the districts in London. And it becomes a, a centre for people to go to, which is, you know, there's some restaurants there, there's some um, you know, places to enjoy, there's park space, and yeah, there might be a shop or two, but it isn't just about shopping, which is the high street has been um, over the last years. And, and those kind of changes, I think, probably positive, actually. I'd agree. Yeah. I think that, that I think there has to be a, a bit of a cultural shift and a bit of a cultural change. It's you know it isn't all around um, you know economically. It's not all going to be driven down to you know the high street and what we spend in in the high street or at the high street. It's it's you know where we go and spend it for our own leisure time, for our own personal you know you know well being. Um, yeah. You know whatever that may well be. Uh, whether it's to the cinema, whether it is to the pub, whether it's to a restaurant, whether it's to a bowling alley, you know, whatever it may well be. Um, I think that, I, th- I do think that there has to be a change. I don't think normal, in my humble opinion, I don't think normal will be as it was. Yeah. Um, I think there has to be a bit, there has to be a change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, was there anything, uh, any any stories um, this week that, that caught your eye, caught your attention this week that you thought, you know, that's interesting. I'd like to talk to Stephen about that. Ooh. Don't worry if there's not, because I can edit this bit out. I mean, <laughs> you just keep the silence going. That would be even better. Yesterday, what, what was it? The... the, the um passing the the bill in parliament about the removing effectively the right to protest mm. sort of things like that seem to be gathering pace as it gathering, were gathering gathering speed isn't it it's like you know from a the, the, i think it's in the one of the coronavirus acts isn't it you know you're not allowed to gather to to, to protest and that's you know a temporary measure for covid because of covid um things and then they go wow well, it yeah. kind of worked so let's roll it out and make it permanent <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's very interesting to see how it's been worded. Like, you know, basically just causing a nuisance, however, the, however the, that might be interpreted, um, can potentially get you a 10 year jail sentence. Or, or yeah. I'm never going out again. Honestly. <laughs> it's the well, yeah. word nuisance is, oh, John's left the front door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, a couple of weekends ago, I was going for a jog in the local park. Yeah, nice morning. Um, and uh, yeah, there's, there's a few people um, outside the cafe in the park um you know there's sort of an orderly queue is people and their families groups getting a goth coffee and then there's a bunch of people who were kind of like trying to you know knew that they that they went of the same family group kind of thing but their kids were meeting up in the playground and they were sort of trying to you know awkward that awkward thing well we better sort of keep socially distanced all the rest of it don't want to cause any issue you know? and then um and then literally within five minutes of this sort of group kind of like semi-forming and talking somebody phoned the police <laughs> all these really? coppers with their little plastic gloves on and masks suddenly sort of ran around the corner and uh and uh, there was an altercation from like nothing and then it oh. suddenly escalated and then uh and then um I, I sort of left at the beginning of it but then there was like a a sort of an altercation uh, well effectively an assault on the on this uh the chap and his son teenage son late teens um who ended up going back to um a cell somewhere for a few hours um um although i was told that they were walking away from the police but then the sort of police jumped on them and they were sort of slightly talking back but in no you know i don't think they were doing anything wrong in that respect but, um yeah and then and then i saw a video later on there was like about literally 20 police cars all these police officers a whole load of them sitting on top of this uh um chap who's uh, who'd been uh, effectively arrested for being in the park with his son with a coffee uh, anyway the whole situation the more i looked at it thinking oh my god this is you know ridiculous what extreme the, isn't it what the police <clears throat> up to and they seem to yeah. be loving it <laughs> um but yeah this is increasing you hear stories like that all, all around the country and increasingly and you know weird bizarre tweets from police officers saying oh yeah we've caught some young chaps playing football in the park yeah you thought that they'd be slightly awkward or ashamed but it's becoming like increasingly um um politically correct as it were or something that is acceptable for the police to do yeah. well they yeah. think so anyway yeah. i mean yeah, with that i suppose in a way it's you know the parameters of what you what you're told to you know as a police officer you go well those are the rules mm. Yeah, I, I, I do think that sometimes it must be incredibly hard especially when, you, when you're in the middle of a pandemic you know, of, of, of this caliber where you kind of go, normally I'd use my common sense. But yeah. that, and I, I think that's the problem, though, isn't it? That. It's, yeah, I've been, I think it's the, the fact that there's been a direction from above. Yeah. That this, this is where you've got to focus your efforts right now. Yeah. Like, like there's no other crimes happening or nothing else to do. Exactly. It's yeah. like, I mean, I, let, I, let, let's stop a moment, you know, a, 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 a moment, a separated. Um, son or something like that from having a drink in the in the I in mean, the park. What Jonathan just said there is, you imagine like you know, as a father and a teenage son going to the park to go for a coffee on a Sunday. Well, you you, you never dreamt in in any world that you'd end up in a police cell. Mm. You know, that's just mad. I mean, it's like yeah. I, when when I actually drove the car the other day for the first time uh, in two weeks. That was interesting. Um, you know, there was a, there was the, um, the the police mobile road thing, and I was like, they've got nothing better to do. 
surely this like there's got to be something better to do than have a like you know a couple of police officers sat in the back of a van with you know just watching cars go by and making sure that they do 40 miles an hour yeah it's all uh, it's it's all it's all nonsense i think i think the point is um there's there's always historically and this is my you know with my uh conspiracy hat on um, there's always things that happen throughout uh, throughout history, throughout the last hundred years, where there's been a major event, and then liberty has changed, and people's liberties drop down, and the rights that they have get loosened or get tightened, I should say. Um, and this is one of them. And um, and so this is kind of the what to be expected from now on, because you know I, my personal belief is that we, we won't have go back to normal in inverted commas. We'll have this for for you know foreseeable future. And the whole social distancing, whole masks and all that kind of thing is something that we'll just have. It'll never go away, will it? Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're gonna, it, it, COVID's there with us for the rest of our lives, regardless of whether we get the jabs. You know, yeah. it'll be flu, the same thing as flu. but you'll Yeah, yeah we've, which, which we've had it. But now the change is, like with flu, like they recommended you have a jab and most people didn't have it, only the people that were vulnerable. Um, and life went on, and now we've got uh, we've adapted as a country, as a nation, as a globe, to go. Well, okay, let's have some restrictions. Makes sense. So we'll mm. we'll, we'll we'll go in like uh, you know every year for the last ten years. There's been you know um, a, a flu uh, outbreak, but now we will have fl- uh, a, a flu outbreak, a coronavirus outbreak with restrictions attached to it. Do you, I mean, mm. with this sort of going back to normal sort of situation, do you see? work being going back to normal where there'll be lots of networking lots of events lots of meetings face to face or do you think that there will be a lot more of a tie into you know uh, lots more zooming a lot more lots more ms teams and the like mm. you know, i i i think i think it will um uh, it goes into um there's a there's a few different categories of people i think so one one category of people the people that like just want to get back going out, doing what they want to do, don't want to have restrictions. And they're probably, you know, they're not wearing a mask already. And if they, you know, unless they get told off and, and, you know, so they will be back as soon as they can face to face and that kind of thing. There's, there's another set of people that are perhaps um, a bit more reserved than that. And we'll go, you know, okay, well, let's see how it goes. Is it going to be safe when I get there? You know, I don't want to be, you know, in a room of 50 people, um, you know, all mingling together. Like, is it going to be some, you know, some safety there and and that kind of be a bit more comfortable with that? But I will go, but I'll, you know, I just want to be made comfortable about it. And then there'll be people that will go, oh no, I'm too scared. I don't want to do that. I'd stay at home. Um, I'm, I'm happy to go at home. We were doing okay on Zoom. You know, let's just do it on Zoom. That's fine. You know, I don't need to, uh, I don't need to meet you face to face. We can, you know, we can do it like that. And I think there'll be three types of people and that's all right. That's okay. Everyone's different. You know, you do 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 what you want to do, how you want to do it. I think that that's you, that's, that's, that's my view. An impact, do you see that having an impact on 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 business? Mm, no, it hasn't negatively, uh, positively. Has hasn't in the last year, and I think that's that's the thing. So it it, it depends on the business, and depends on what area and sector you're in. Of course, if you're in hospitality, you've had a pretty bad year. Yeah. Um, but I I've got clients, and I'm sure Jonathan has that. Um, that uh, one client said to me, they've never they've not had as much money in the bank ever because of because of how, how the business has worked it's successful they've been able to um you know early doors they were getting some furlough money in to cover some of the wages and they've had some grants in because of this that and the other and you know and, and then the business is doing okay it's um there's there's a lot of businesses that are doing 
doing all right, doing well. And there's some that aren't, and there's some people that aren't, and some families, like you say, this, you know, you're respectful um, in that some households and some businesses haven't done very well. So it's not, you know, sitting from the, the top of the chain, you know, looking down and laughing at everybody. You've got to understand and appreciate that some people have had tough times. But those ones that have done all right, well, I, I don't think it will going back into uh, into any kind of normality, even if there's a few different groups of people, I don't think it will affect things because there'll be some people that want to meet face-to-face and there's some people that won't. Well, we can, we can do both now. That's, that's it. Jonathan, I mean, your, your, your business, Jonathan would have, um, you know, changed and, and adapted, I guess, because of, um, you know, some of the restrictions, but I think you, you, you've kind of kept your office open throughout, haven't you? uh yeah at least to some extent people yeah so um yeah i think um there was always sort of a couple of us in the office right from sort of march april last year and we sort of we judged that we needed to to do that and we we, but we, we no one quite we didn't quite know whether that would be okay so we wrote like a formal letter in case the health inspectors came round, or the police or what have you sort of give outlining the reasons why we needed to do this and why it was okay and all the rest of it because uh, one of our consultants listed as wills and probate and we need to be in the office to do all the post and send that on and all the rest of it and other things and um so yeah so it was a bit of a weird weird time when Hayward Teeth where we work where, where I work and live was like a complete ghost town like cycling through town didn't see anyone at all um but then yeah I think most people came back to the office fairly or sooner than other companies when um and particularly we've got quite a few juniors in in the office so it was quite it worked okay but it was much it was harder to to work remotely and it's easier when we're in the office and can easy more easily discuss and check things and all, all the rest of it um so yeah when um when january when there was an announcement made in january we just decided just to keep well most of us anyway some some didn't but the to continue working from the office and that you know our interpretation of the section six of the health protections coronavirus restrictions regulations the relevant statutory instrument was that um uh, where it says you know permitted to leave where you're living to travel purposes work where it is not reasonably possible for that person to work or provide their services from where they were li- they are living so we just um, like a lot of other people in the service office block we just continued to work from from the office um but there are some people who who continue to work from home which i think to a certain extent is because you that's where you get used to working <laughs> and mm-hmm. so uh, people just continue to do that until things change um but yeah it's benefited our business i think being under you know, back within that open plan office albeit we still work remotely with people anyway um so we, we want to continue doing that plus we want to move into a bigger office soon so um that gives a bit more space for everyone, which is good. But, but hopefully, um, yeah, there's going to be no issue doing that because we kind of like need to do that to grow our business, really. Um, Decent plug, Jonathan, that is to anybody that listen is going to listen to Stephen's podcast who has a larger office space. <laughs> Get in touch with Jonathan Lee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, well, we're kind of like yeah, we're just sort of deciding on on a, on a space and and but. Yeah, I, I think you know if we need to work, you know, work, work from home again, and then, then that was okay. Um, but yeah, I much prefer it does work much more, much better when the central team anyway are 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 in the office. Um, and I think that's but, the that, that's the thing exactly is that um, 
we and I've talked on previous podcasts about working from home, and there's been a lot of a lot in the in the press about various different companies wanting people in the office, not wanting people in the office, you know, and that, and that kind of thing. Mm. And I and I think where we're we're reaching is that um, people are different and people work differently, and um, and so some people will want to you know work from home more than being in the office. Some people mm. want to be in the office all the time. Some companies will want their people in the office all the time because of the makeup of the, of the people. And some companies will, might go, well, none of our people need to be in the office, so they can yeah, work yeah. from home. So th- th- that will all just be, um, be uh, it will just even itself out um, across the board. I know I've, I've, I'm acting for um, you know, a landlord on a dilapidations claim, someone's left, and, and this company had um, three floors in an office, 20,000 square foot, and, and now they, 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 they want like a quarter of one floor. And, um, and, and it's like that's, that shift in the course of a year is, is actually quite amazing. And from the landlord's point of view, obviously, he's left with, well, what do I do with my building now? Mm. Looking at making it maybe, you know, serviced, um, serviced office type thing and renting out smaller spaces for people that are you know, home working but want somewhere to go and, and not sit on the, on the lounge. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it demonstrates. And equally, you have a company like, uh, like Jonathan's that's going – we're growing. We're do, we're doing all right. So we want to we want to grow and we want to get that. So I think it, we, we hired quite a few juniors towards the end of last year, and I think we wouldn't have been able to do that if um, weren't in the office as it were. Yeah. So um, and we did have one person sadly leave um, paralegal let, left uh, resigned a few weeks ago because we asked him we couldn't work with him when he was in his bedroom. So we asked him nicely if he could come back in the office for a couple of days a week, and then, and he handed in his notice um, and. Yeah, um, but yeah, as you say, people deal with this situation differently, and people, yeah, some people are happy to, to um, you know, to you know, regardless of what the government says, to to go along and try and do things as normal. Other people are very, um, I might say, possessed with the rational fear and seeing this as a as something that's good to demonstrate, and um, and even though even though it it's harmful to them um but yeah i yeah i don't i don't know yeah we're, we're just going to try and do do things as normal so we're already today talking about what you know what events to do in the spring summer and hopefully do another summer party and 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 try and have those things to to look forward look to forward hopefully to. they can go ahead because otherwise yeah i think say, saying that yeah because this has gone on so long now there is this sort of almost like this culturally institutionalized view where that sort of having meetings in person is a, not dangerous but just isn't kind of like acceptable or you know then people are unsure whether they should do it because some people m- might disagree or might not want to go along or, or whatever it might be but um yeah hopefully things will start to sort of open up a bit then down spring summer i think you've all had enough of you know well, I mean, Zoom has been great for us. I think that works really well, particularly like converting leads as a law firm and not having to have that in-person meeting. Um, but then at the same time, doing these networking events, I think we kind of most people are like, oh, God, we've had enough of these Zoom networking events. Albeit, yeah, they have worked well to a degree. I'm just yeah. quite looking forward to having a drink with someone in person. Yeah, but... yeah definitely, definitely. Gents, I've uh, kept you long enough. So um, thank you very much for coming on this week's podcast. I really appreciate it. No problem, yeah. And nice, um, nice to speak to you, Taps. 
Yeah, excellent. And to everybody listening at home, thank you very much for uh, for listening. If you've not subscribed to the podcast, do subscribe, leave a review, and, um, and let us know your thoughts on social media. We're at the Business Herald. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Um, but until next week, thank you very much, and see you again. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. Man. That's it. Thanks very much. I'll end.